Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the water cooler. Your best friend's favorite, statistically average sports podcast. My name is Ryan Saba, the most electrifying voice in sports information. Some would say the American dream. And with me, as always... What up, what up? It's Luke, a.k.a. nobody knows shit about this league. And if they tell you they do, they're lying to your face. Oh my God! I, I I can tell you two people that don't know shit about this league, <laughs> and they're sitting on this couch here in Greensboro, North Carolina. So today we are going to do our mid-season check-in on the NFL. Um, you know, when you borrow se- Steve Smith goggles, man, there's blood and guts everywhere. Yes, on our yes, there there is. Um, I, I think. Our take on the NFL has changed dramatically over the first eight or nine weeks of the season, um, and it the, the the change started during the first half of Week One in that Browns Titans game. I think Luke looked at me at one point at halftime and said, "We're going three and 13. Um <laughs> It's it's been tough. It's been tough for all of us, but uh, we'll save. We'll save our our Browns takes here here for the end. So if you want to listen to us talk about the Browns, you got to wait throughout. You got to wait to the end of the podcast. So let's get in. Let's just remind everybody of you know what your predictions were for the season. <sighs> so with superlatives, you know I had Doug Peterson as coach of the year. That's gone awfully. I had uh, D rookie as Devin Bush. Meh. I had O rookie Kyler. Okay. Uh, Depoy Aaron Rod or Aaron Donald about the only thing that uh, that was uh, respectable. And for MVP, I had Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's he's fine. He's just not the MVP. Yeah, he's not going to win it. Um, that was those were my those are my superlatives. Um, we want to look at the playoffs right now, or do we want to wait? <laughs> I mean, I think you can remind people of the four in four out. So yeah, I had. Um, oh, I don't have the four in four out. You didn't have that written down? No, I have. Uh, I just had what I had in the Super Bowl. All right, go ahead. You can do that. <laughs> I had, um, let's see, I had Philly over Green Bay in the NFC. I mean, it's still possible, I, I guess. I, I I think Green Bay's looking, I mean, I think. They're know. fine. They're fine. I, I don't think that they're in the highest tier. I, I, Has Carson I, Wentz been hurt yet? No. He's, he's been playing, right? He's healthy? Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> And I had weird. And I had. I thought. I thought with a healthy Carson Wentz, the Philly would have been playing better. I had New England over KC uh, in the AFC, which is which is definitely still possible. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I. I don't think that I. I don't think that was going out on a limb or anything there. Um, and then I had Philly over New England, which is you know it doesn't look great right now. Um, Mm-mm. but uh, go ahead, heavy with yours. The whole second half of the season, teams turn it around. This isn't, you know, this isn't, this isn't, uh, it's not the end. It's just uh, where we're, you know, it's a, it's a halfway checkpoint. My superlatives, I had Drew Brees as my MVP. Obviously, he got hurt early. That, that That's hurt. Defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. Um, 
you know, look, I think he's got a chance. I, I think, you know, probably at this point, like Stefan Gilmore. There, there's guys that uh, I think yeah. probably are, are way ahead of him. Offensive rookie David Montgomery, right position, probably wrong team. I think Josh Jacobs is probably the front runner right now. And then the defensive rookie of the year, I had Ed Oliver again, right position, wrong, right, right, right part of the field. <laughs> uh, he's a defensive tackle. I think you know Nick Bosa is an absolute. Uh, and he is destroying the league right now. You know Nick Bosa is. Um, you know he proved me wrong. So um, you know I think a couple things to note. You didn't have your four in, four out. You know yeah, teams. Go ahead and hit me with that. Teams that I had in that that. You know, I, I my my Jacksonville, Minnesota, the f- motherfucking Redskins, uh, and the Browns teams I had out: Baltimore, Indianapolis, Seattle, and Dallas. All of those teams are gonna make <laughs> are gonna make the playoffs. So I think the only four, one of my four in that really is 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 got a solid shot right now is uh, is Minnesota. Um, my AFC Championship game: New England and. Um, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. I still have, I have San Diego written down here. Yes, it's Los Angeles. New England and in in the Los Angeles Chargers, who are actually in talks because they aren't selling any tickets in Los Angeles. No, to, ask Kroenke. It's fucking bullshit. It's a lie. <laughs> to either move. I, I think when it was fucking bullshit when they're moving to LA. <laughs> I think they're going to end up moving back to San Diego. Um, and then my NFC is Minnesota versus New Orleans. Look, I think that's still got legs. I don't, I don't, you know, I think there's some teams in the NFC that probably, I had to take a sip there. I think there's some teams in the NFC that, that probably have a, a better shot than, than Minnesota, but but I'm I, I'm liking that one. Um, and then I had, <laughs> I, had the, I had the Chargers really versus, the Chargers versus the Saints in the Super Bowl, which, whew, I mean, look. Uh, hey, your Super Bowl champ is still alive. New Orleans, I, I and I still actually feel pretty pretty darn good about that one. They were able to win, you know, run off five game, a five game winning streak with their backup quarterback, which uh, I will say not to be going to other <laughs> podcasts, but I did state that did that, Freddy, was, that was that uh, was Teddy that was one of the biggest off-season free agency signings, and it proved to be um, you had Teddy up there. Look, I get right. One out of ten. One out of ten. I'm right. Look, I think. I think before we move on, I think you're missing one superlative that you had that was, you know, pretty. Oh, the coach of the year. Coach. Yeah. Do you want to discuss the co- who was your coach of the year pick? So the second best odds were Kyle. Uh, or the first best odds to win coach wanna- of the year were Kyle Shanahan. I picked the guy with the second best odds in Vegas. <laughs> Don't defend yourself right now. Don't defend the pick. It was a bad pick then. His name's fucking Freddie Kitchens, okay? It's a bad pick now. I hate you. It was. <laughs> I was wrong. The guy Who'd you pick for coach complete. of the year. I said Doug Peterson, a guy that's actually won a Super Bowl. But he, we, we we he's probably getting fired too. Freddie is out over his skis. Good. I hope we fucking hire right. him. Let's save the Browns' hate. All right, I, I'm trying. It just it's boiling. Okay, so we ran through the predictions. You know, this doesn't necessarily have to be one of your predictions. Just in general, in your mind, what's the biggest disappointment, team, player, either or? I mean, since we're going to get into it later. I think you can. 
Um, you know, we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna destroy the Browns. I think later at the end of this podcast, um, I'm all, I'm gonna be all positive. <laughs> You're gonna be positive. Oh, yeah. All positive, Mister um, Positivity. <laughs> I'd have to say uh, the biggest disappointment would be. I mean, I, I was just so wrapped up in, in in the Brown stuff that it clouded my my view. But um, I, I guess I'd have to go with the Bears. Um, yeah. You know, not only does it look like Mitch has not progressed, it looks like he's regressed. Um, he wants them to mute the TVs. And, yeah, I saw that. And Nagy, like, there's no creativity there. It feels a lot like another Midwest team that we're going to talk about later. You were a Nagy guy. I like. Are you off? I'm not, I'm not, I mean, he's, I feel like, I feel like he's like uh, a more advanced Freddie Kitchens, you know, so like, probably, so, probably so he's a, so he should well, be a he, high school coach instead this, of a, a fucking middle school coach. He had this weird off season where he obsessed over the fucking kicker and I get it. Your kicker costs you a, a playoff game. Actually, the so, kid, you shouldn't so then, even have been in the position. But but the more he talked hey, field about goals, it, field goals don't win games. They absolutely do not. <laughs> as we saw, if you would have just scored more points during the during the course of the regular game, you wouldn't have had to kick a field goal to win the game as time was expiring. I don't want to get you all fired. And up, just to, to have him do that and to like all, the entire city and the fan base is listening to him talk about that. So then you have this guy coming out there now, Eddie Pinheiro and whoever it is. and He's actually doing okay. Yeah, he's fine. Whatever. But then... The, He's probably you have the their entire MVP. stadium going nuts when he kicks an extra point. Oh, they're happy. MVP, he missed a game-winning field goal two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Kickers, the, kickers the, miss field goals, man. If they just scored more points before. But anyway, it's just I don't know. I I I would say that I guess I'm probably out on Nagy. Like I don't want him anywhere okay. near the Browns when we fire our head coach. Who's your biggest disappointment? Well, I wrote this down with my, I wrote it down with my right hand. I'm left-handed, so it would look scribbly on purpose because that's how unhappy I am. Uh, it's the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they're yes. two and six. They're 26th in the league in offense. They're 20th in the league in defense. Um, you know, we're gonna spend some time at the end, so I'm not gonna go too much more in depth. You know, my player, it's it's Baker Mayfield. He's got seven TDs. He's got 12 interceptions. Um, say that we got. I got some stuff right at the end. The one thing I do want to say on that that I think is really important is in 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 the QBR rating. One of the pieces that go into it is points added. So it's the amount of points that Expected you points, yeah. no, that you've contributed to your team. He's minus fourteen point one. He's the worst. Of all active quarterbacks. So basically, him being on the field has cost us 14, two touchdowns. Um, you know, I look, I, I think we were a little premature. We, I was, I was the one getting killed on that podcast. Go back and listen to it again. And you at home, go back and listen to it again. I got killed for, for saying nine and seven. <laughs> I fucking. You told me I'd to take on, nine and seven. You told me to get on the train or get run over I'd by it. I'd take seven and nine. You told me to get one. on the train or get run over by it. Well, I got run over. All right, so let's let's move on. Let's let's get off this negativity. Let's talk happy stuff. Good thoughts. Who's your most surprising team or player and or? I went with team um, again. 
and it's uh, someone that has already dragged us this year, and it was the 49ers. Um, yes. So they're doing it in a very unconventional way, and there was a time once long, long ago, and now seems, that Kyle Shanahan was the Browns' offensive coordinator. Yeah. And at that time, it was Brian Hoyer guiding us to a 7-3 and three record before... Big bad Jimmy Haslam stepped in and demanded that Johnny Manziel start games, and we lost five in a row to end the season. Who? Exactly. So, Kyle Shanahan. Um, I mean, they're, they're doing it a very unconventional way. They're second in the league in rush yards per game. They're third in points per game. Those don't normally go hand in hand. So, it's it's, it's just incredible watching like his zone scheme. Um the dude is just on another plane when it comes to getting these guys involved. And I, I know like people laugh at this, but he, he was using a fullback. And he, he does it now even with, with Kittle now instead of Juszczyk. But when Juszczyk went down, I'm, I'm, I was kind of thinking, okay, you know what? I do think that that's going to throw a wrench into it. Nope. This dude is just insane. I think in, the in one he's thing. Able to to design. The one thing about that too is it's basically the same offense that his dad was running with Denver. In the late nineties, TD, yeah, there, there, there. A lot of the plays, like you hear Schlereth talk about it on his radio show on TV. He'll talk about like he's like, yeah, we used to run that play with with Terrell Davis. It's basically the same offense. It's a little bit more modern, um, you know. And it's, I, I think that just goes to show you that you don't have to fucking out trick everybody. And you know, sometimes you just line up and you kind of do what you're best at. But you know what? It is, it's, it's a little combination of that where they are, they are bully, but they are also designing plays that are smart. Like they're, they're using it in a way that that's advantageous and they're able to also, they're also able to, to, to run their offense this way because of how good their defense is. Yeah. You know, if you don't have that defense, you know, you get in a situation like, like what they put us in, when you're down seventeen nothing heading to the third or the second quarter or midway through the second quarter, and, and they you, just you they, have to pitch, they, and, and they you, go have after to, you, you have to throw the ball, and at that point they're just pinning their ears back with Bosa and uh, Solomon Thomas and all those guys Buckner. across the D line, Buckner, and and they're filthy. Getting um, Emmanuel Sanders at the trade deadline was was very very sneaky for them too. I also clowned the Quan Alexander pick. You did, and that was very he's stupid. been he's been great. Well, he fits into their scheme. Oh my God, they are just. I mean, he is awesome. I don't think we took into consideration that you need light, agile, quick linebackers when you just have big fucking redwood trees. Plug front. Yeah, up front. So I would agree. So who's your surprising team? I'm, I'm, I got a team and I got a player. The first one, I think, for me is the Colts. I, I, I trashed the Colts. Look, they're only they're, – they're, they're, they're five and three. They just lost to Pittsburgh. Um, you know, they're second – in the AFC South, but they beat the Chiefs and the Texans. They have a real shot at the wild card. And I think if you look at, you know, Andrew Luck retired a week before the season started. Um, I don't think anybody had any expectations for this team. It just shows how strong their organization is. From you know, I'm not going to go with ownership because he's he's a mess. But those three losses are six points, seven points, two points. So they're losing close games. Of course, their wins are two points, sure. three points, but, six but, points. But you know they don't have the talent to go out and blow people away. For sure, Jacoby Brissett's been great. You know, it's like I said, it's it's their organization. You know, Chris Ballard, Frank Reich. They they have a culture there. 
They have a, a scheme. They're sticking with it. I think it'll be interesting. You know, Hoyer came in last week. Obviously, part of their loss was them being hurt. Hoyer's going to start for the first time since since 2017. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. We'll get the Dolphins. So. Dolphins won last week. Um, you know, my, my team is is the Colts. My player. Look, it's it's Russell Wilson. Um, I had him when we did our our quarterback ranking. I had him at sixth. So you know. I just he's playing like a top top two or three quarterback right now. Uh sixty top one. Huh? Top one. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you know, look, Brady's really good. Aaron Rodgers is really good. He's up in that echelon. Um sixty eight point three completion percentage. That's seventh. That's his worst stat. Uh twenty five oh five yards, that's third. He's got twenty two touchdowns, that's first. He's got one interception, that's first. He's got a nine point nine AYA. Look at you. That's second. Look at you. You know who he's second behind? Yeah. My other guy. <laughs> uh who's up, up into double digits. It's ten point one. He's right. got a one eighteen point two quarterback rating, that's first, and he's got an eighty one point four QBR. Russell Wilson. Um, For the record, I had fourth on my QB rankings. Just looked it up. I had him at sixth. Uh, look, Russell Wilson is uh, he's he's playing out of his mind. I will say to me, it's not surprising that he is. It, it's it's that he was doing stuff at a level that was that felt, um, you know, like he he wouldn't be able to continue doing it. Well, I think you know it, it felt unsustainable. There is a sense that they have a lack of. Uh, talent on on the perimeter, I think he turned Will Disley into a pretty impressive player. He got hurt. I I I, I did not realize how. I don't want to go too deep into Russ because we might be talking about him in a little bit. Yeah, but him and Tyler Lockett are, are are really really good. They may be. They share a brain. It feels like. Yeah, they may be top two three uh, duo in the league. So I mean, yeah, I would I would agree. It's crazy. I saw some stats on. You know what they've done since they came into the league. And I think he has a season day. high in tar- or a career high in targets this year, and it's like Lockett does. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, the Colts are my surprise team. Russ is my my surprise player. Uh, what is the prediction that looks bad? All of them. That you're well. You got to you, you got to pick one. What's the one that you're gonna ride? With? All right. Since I have to ride, you with have one, to. I have to ride with. That's one. the game. Um, I don't want to cop out and say New England over KC, but um, I, I went with Kyler as rookie. Um, I mean, I, I, I look, it's pretty clear that it's Josh Jacobs right now as the front runner. I think Kyler um, Murray and Cliff Kingsbury have been surprisingly good. Yeah, and I had to go and look. Um, I wanted to look at their schedule and um, well, like, they do the schedule gets easy. They do have the Browns, so well, well, wait a minute. <laughs> they get Tampa Bay. And Seattle. Those are the 27th and 30th ranked pass defenses. Well, they get both of them on the road. Then they get San Francisco, Then they get at San Francisco, who's the number one pass defense. At Cleveland Browns, who have the number four pass defense. That's just because everybody's running on them. At the Steelers, the number eight pass defense. And the Rams twice, the number 12 pass defense. So, I'm not sure. I mean, we'll see. we'd have to see Kyler take a leap, but that's the one I'm sticking with. Yeah. But um, I, I, it, it, I mean, like it, right now, it's Josh Jacobs. So, so you're gonna roll with with Kyler. I yeah, think I'm stick with him. the prediction that I'm gonna ride with. Um, I'm gonna keep Minnesota in the NFC Championship game. Okay. You know, 
I think Kirk Cousins has been surprisingly good, especially since, um, you know, he's remembered that he has Stephon Diggs. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook has been able to stay healthy. Madison behind him has been really, really good. They almost look like carbon copies of each other. That Adam Thielen guy's not bad either. He's been injured. He's out again this week. Yep. You know, they're a really, really good team, I think. Um, and I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with that one. I'm gonna ride with Minnesota in the NFC Championship game, but I'm still gonna have them losing to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. What's the prediction and I won't hold you I won't hold you to one predictions what is the one or two predictions that you would change the one that was most glaring um for me I mean I look all of them I'm going to change all of them uh but uh the one I would change specifically is MVP it's Russell Wilson um I mean he he is their entire team their defense is atrocious and we talked about it before Maybe there is a perception that they don't have a lot of talent around him, and that's probably because they don't. As you said, Will Disley, he made Will Disley, you know, a top three, two tight end in the league. He he Um, was the number one fantasy tight end when he went down. Tyler Lockett's like five foot four, one hundred and eight pounds, and the dude is just a just a monster. Um, But sixty, as you as you mentioned already, sixty eight point five percent, nine point nine AYA. Um, the 7.5 TD percentage, that was yeah. something that we talked about that was, it felt unsustainable last year when he was up around 7%, and he's he's superseded it. it. I mean, it's a full point higher than anybody else in the league. He's and he's a, not turning the ball over. I, th- I think that's pick. critical. He has yeah. one pick. Four fourth quarter um, comebacks, four game-winning drives. As we talked about before, QBR 81.4, uh, highest in the league. The guy is just insane. He's the MVP, and... He just got my all-time favorite player of all time, Josh Gordon. I forgot about that because that was kind of under the radar. Like it happened on like a Friday, right? Oh yeah. He played last week though, didn't he? No, he didn't. He He's didn't. playing uh, Monday night as his debut okay. against the Niners. Is that who's that? That is not. That's not Rugs or Judy. No. Um, you know, again with for me as well. There's so many. <laughs> So many to pick from. I, I have three that I want to call out. I'm going to change two. Um, you know what? I'm, only, I'm, only, I'm not even going to call out the third one. The two that I would change, you know, Washington making the playoffs and yeah. Seattle being out. I want to flip-flop those. I think <laughs> Seattle's clearly going to make the playoffs. Um, and then, you know, Freddie, F- Freddie Kitchens is the coach of the wait, year. Wait, wait, wait. Ch- are you sure you want to change that yeah, I'm. You know, I'm gonna go on a limb and say, look, guy may not even fucking make it. Oh, may miss the extra point. The guy may not even make it to the end of the year. <laughs> so I'm gonna switch that and I'm gonna say Kyle Shanahan. Um, yeah. So with that, we're gonna spend five, six, seven minutes now on our favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. Um, I, I just I don't even I'm I, obviously for for us if you listened there was high expectations uh, I, and I look I'm not going to back off I think the expectations were justifiably so but I think the question the, the reality is after you know eight games um, they're two and six they haven't performed nearly well enough um, you know how how in your mind, 
They're talented but terrible. Yeah, in your mind, you know, what, what, what's the problem? How would you fix them? I, I want to say who would you blame, but I already know who you're going to blame. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he gets a healthy dose of it, does he not? So let's just... Just, just talk. Get your. T this, this is this is a therapy session. It's gonna be cathartic. Say, say what you need so, to about the Browns, and then I will. As I mentioned before, they're talented but terrible. Um, let's start. Let's start at the top. Okay, we know that we already have the the, the worst owner in, in the entire league. Okay, the guy, the guy is insane. You know, he's he's got this trigger happy fire finger and. You know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's unstable from the top. I think he's a nice guy, though. I think you would like Jimmy Haslam. Sure, whatever. Let's move down. Uh, let's move down another peg. The guy that Cleveland was ready. <laughs> he's got a great personality. The guy that Cleveland was ready to anoint a, a fucking saint, John Dorsey. Um, I mean, already moved on from the number thirty-three overall pick. And rightfully so. The guy was a complete bum. Austin it, Corbett. It's not even just Austin Corbett. Okay, we're yeah, go ahead. About, right? Austin Corbett. Yes. I just want. I want to make sure because we knew the line was was horrible before the season even started. We knew it was. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't making a fucking difference. Yeah, and that's that's the whole point. Is like they banked on him actually making a difference. Um, <clears throat> they did resign the uh, you know one guy up there up front. Treader. Yes. I thought that was a great move. It was. You know who went and got Treader, right? Yeah. We're not going to talk about that. But your, we're talking about John. We're, we're talking about we're talking about John Dorsey right now. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> so shipped off Corbett. You know that that's a failed thirty third overall pick. I mean, Nick Chubb has been a bright spot, thirty five overall. Um, again, it's a running back on a team that's always down. So I mean, how valuable is he? Um, <clears throat> you just go through the list, and it's not even just like the picks that weren't great. You know, obviously, you make the Odell Beckham trade every day. Dude has 500 yards. We're, we're, we're not finding creative ways to get in the ball. That's not on Dorsey. That's another peg that we're going to get to. Um, but it, it, it's just... It, it. Then you let guys, productive guys, go. Um, the kid in Tampa, Nassib. You, 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 you let him walk so that you could keep your pet project, Chad Thomas, who we're finally going to get to see play some bit this week because Olivier Vernon's hurt. You know, you let productive well, drafted, players go. Emmanuel Ogba actually is having a decent season. He drafted Chad Thomas in the third round? Yes. That's why. And it was a reach. Yeah, it was, because he was a rookie. Mm -hmm. That's why they held on to him. The Nassib thing, I think everybody questioned it at the time. But now it's just like Nassib is a, he, he's, he's a legit starter in the league. Yeah, and we let him walk. Yeah. To keep Chad Thomas a guy that <laughs> probably wants to rap instead of... He's terrible. So... It's just, it's just, and then you you know, let's move down another peg. I mean, we could do a whole other podcast on Freddie Kitchens. I mean, he's way out over his skis. His offense has no identity. It has no flow. It has no. It doesn't feel like. It feels like he literally looks at the down and distance and says, "Okay, well, let's uh, let's try run here." Um, a draw on fourth and twelve. <laughs> That um, Baker may or may not have checked into, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Right, right. I mean, it, it's just it's 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 nightmarish. The play calling, um, the shitty challenges. I mean, I, then when you do need a timeout, the challenges are you know you've burned them all because you've lost your two challenges. Um, 
it's clear that he has no idea what he's doing. Um, as a, from from a head coaching standpoint, I actually thought that the game plans the last two weeks were actually sound. I think if you were going to beat New England, the way we went about it was going to be the right way. Yeah. But you can't turn the ball over on three straight fucking snaps. You can't have three turnovers before you get your first first down. And, you know, three consecutive snaps they turn the ball over. Um, you just can't do they it. They fucking threw an interception on a pop pass. <laughs> oh, God. It wasn't even a pop. Not it was a pitch. Baker Mayfield. Let's move it down a peg. Baker Mayfield. Everyone knows Baker's my guy. I think he's going to be fine long term. Oh, I hope he's going to be fine long term. I'm, I'm, I will say I'm a little bit nervous now. He's 31st in the league in AYA above only Trubisky and Darnold. He is now 28. <laughs> and that's not good company. <laughs> he's now 28th in QBR above only the two I just mentioned and bench riders, Andy Dalton and Marcus Mariota. Um, he is dead fucking last in completion percentage. This is a guy that threw like 70% in college. And he's dead fucking last right now in completion percentage. 58.7. 31st uh, in accuracy. This is one of the most, as we just talked about, one of the most efficient and accurate quarterbacks in college football history. And I, I just, I, I have no idea what's wrong with him. I, I, I had a theory around week four or five that he was hurt. He left week one with a, with a brace on his right th- uh, thumb. Um, but... <laughs> This is week ten, and he still he still looks inaccurate. I, I don't. He's know He's got what it something is. going on with his hip too. He's had some limping going in a couple games, and that can matter for, for your base when you're when you're. When well, you're when you're up. running for your life, yes, it matters. Twentieth of thirty-eight qualifiers and average depth of target at eight yards, which is down over a full yard from nine point one in two thousand and eighteen, which was seventh. The- so not only is he inaccurate, but he's inaccurate. Not even going down the field. I can understand it if his average depth of target was 10 or 11 yards. Yeah. But he's not even going down the field. His average depth of target in week 9 was second to last at 4.1 yards. The, 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 the one thing that, that I do want to say about that, too, I heard um, Akib Talib on the radio this week and or last week. And th- it was either this week or last week and... and Somehow Baker came up, and they were talking about the Browns' offensive line is so bad that teams are game planning. They're they're running stunts, delayed blitzes to the right, because when Baker's rushed, when he's blitzed, when he's hurried, he, he always right. he always escapes he to the right. right. So teams are game planning for the Browns' offensive line break to break down. And then running delayed stunts so they can get to Baker because they know how he's going to exit the pocket. That is fucking embarrassing. I mean, and and, and a lot of that is on Baker. Most of it's on Baker. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like 90% of it. But again, he's not getting much help elsewhere. You know, Beckham's always had a case of the drops, but like. He had a drive killing back shoulder throw drop. He's against, had a few of them against the uh, against the Broncos last week. Uh, Jarvis has had drops. He's never been a guy that drops the ball. This mm-hmm. this year, this year is a different story. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, Chubb's the only bright spot right now, and and that's a running back. He's the MVP. And we're adding another running back that was uh, super productive at one point in his career this week. So who knows how long that's even going to last. Uh, that chubs the bright spot. So it's just, it's, it's, it's a disaster. And 
I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up right now, trying to find out who it was, but there was a linebacker kind of along those same lines as Aqib Tlaib on the radio saying that they're game planning for Baker to escape to the right, and he does it every time. He's like, we were sitting there calling out plays. He's like, we, we were just, we figured, I think it was San Francisco. I think it might have been Alexander. He's like, we were just calling out their plays, you know, figuring they would audible. And he's like, they wouldn't even audible. It wouldn't even change from it. They would just run it right in, right into the teeth of what we, what we called. And it was just, I, I mean, it's absurd. I, I, I have no idea how they beat Baltimore that bad. I mean, they embarrassed Baltimore. Um, so I, Probably because Baltimore didn't take us fucking seriously. Maybe. And they shouldn't have. Maybe. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's bad. You know, I predicted, I, I said on the podcast, you go back and look, I said they could start two and five. I said that was absolutely a possibility. I still felt they could get to nine wins. Well, now you're two and six, and nothing looks like it's getting better. I mean, I don't know how you fix it. And I, I, I mentioned this the other day. This is, this is the least enjoyable season I can remember, and that includes 0-16 and 1-15. On our timeline of terror, I talked about how 2008 was the worst season for me because of the expectations coming off of – uh, 07 and, yep. and going 10 and 6 and, and not making the playoffs. This is worse than that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You feel better? I feel heated. You got anything else? <laughs> I'm out. I, I, I'm out of stuff. Like, I've exhausted it. <clears throat> well, you know, I, for me, I think you certainly, you went down the list of, 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 of who is to blame, which is good. Um. I'm gonna let you focus on the the negative in that in that light. I'm gonna focus on the positive. I have some positive stuff to add. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna focus on how we fix it. I think there's three things. Maybe this isn't how we fix it, but there's three areas that I think um, that really need to be focused on. I think first and foremost is the play calling. Uh, you know. And, and that goes on Freddie Kitchens, uh, obviously. You know, this whole I'm the head coach, I'm going to call the plays bullshit. Somebody's got to step in. Um, somebody, and whether it's John Dorsey, whether it's the owner, whether it's, you know, Baker Mayfield. Somebody needs to step in and say, Freddie, what you're doing isn't working. We're not comfortable with it. We want you to focus on being the the manager of the managers, right? Being the director of our team. Managing the the offensive and the defensive coordinator, similar to how Belichick does. Obviously, Belichick's calling the defense this year, but in past years with Patricia and with um, with Flores and those other guys, you know, he basically managed the coaching staff. That's what Freddie needs to do. The play calling needs to be better. Um, maybe they need to become more predictable. But I don't understand why. I don't understand why it looks so much different than it did last year down the stretch. Maybe maybe it is just as simple as the schedule, and and our schedule is going to open up here after this week. You know we're playing a tough Buffalo defense, but like maybe it is just we played garbage. Yeah, teams. everybody has good teams on their schedule, but I mean I just don't understand why it looks yeah. so much different. They're, they're not doing they're not doing any of the, the the same things. They're not running from the same groupings. They're mm-hmm. running more eleven now, and I understand yeah. you know you added Odell Beckham, so you want to get your three best your best personnel groupings on the field. Yeah. So you want that would dictate running three wide receivers and one tight end where yep. you're actually super fucking successful from 12 personnel with two tight ends on the field. Right. So, like, I just don't understand why it, why it's so much different and why the refusal to go. Even now, if you go back and look, like, the success rate from 12 
is insane compared to 11, but the amount of, of 12 run yeah. and the amount of 11 run is just completely And it's, it's because of down a distance and things like that that, that we're, we're always in third and That's long. That's a good point, too, from all the fucking um, penalties and everything You know, else. the penalties, the discipline. You know, the play calling has to get better. And, and, and better means, like I said, maybe we just need to get a little bit more predictable. Like... Like, let's not try to run fucking flea flickers and, you know, motioning OBJ into the backfield and running a sweep with OBJ. Like, why don't we just get back to sort of a standard, traditional, you know, offense and, you know, just focus on three to four, five yards on first down, you know, moving the chains, getting getting a, a rhythm going, and you know, helping that offensive line out by by staying by, out in front. Yeah, of the teams. you know, it's just it, it the, the play calling has to get better. I think number two is situational personnel. Right now, they're fucking terrible. Where is Rashard Higgins? Where is Nick Chubb? Oh, on let's th- go back. To, let's go back to John Dorsey trading Jannard Avery. Yeah, uh, his first play with the fucking it was Eagles. a sack. sack. Um, but yeah. Situational personnel, the, the, not getting the, Higgins on the field. The, I mean, yeah, the personnel groupings has to get better. Uh, they have to get the productive players. The attention on to the detail field. from top to bottom is just yeah. fucking disgusting. And in number three, look, and this is probably number one. It's the red zone offense. I don't know what you got to do. What has to happen? All right, the, so something had to change from last year because the guy was perfect. Yeah. Mayfield and Kitchens both were perfect in the red zone last year. And we you, knew that was going to change. And you can't blame it on like forcing the ball in OBJ because he's only gotten four targets in the red zone. I think yeah, it's either three or four. Yeah, right. And so yeah, you know, and he walks I, off the field last week on that fourth down in Denver I, and says, I "Can't get the ball to save my life." Just so you know, right there. I think play calling, situational personnel, and the red zone offense. To me, those are the three three main areas of focus on how we salvage. I, I look. There's no fixing this season, but I think there's an opportunity to salvage, turn it around. Uh, you know, look, we could beat Buffalo. You know, turn things around. Things could you know start to you know you play Cincinnati twice, you play Miami, you play Arizona. You know, eight and eight. Seven and nine, eight and eight, potentially even nine and seven, isn't out of the question. No, I, I don't think it is. And you know, like we said, there there is some positives here, um, but you need to start seeing them now. For one, you know, we talked about Baker. Look, Baker's obviously, you know, he's he's not had his 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 best year by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, some of the stuff is going to start to regress back to the mean here. He only had, going into last week, seven turnover-worthy plays. And he had uh, tw- he had 12 picks going and, into the game. And he's got fumbles, too. So. Yeah, he's got fumbles, too. So, like, those things are going to start turning around. And we actually already saw it once in the Patriots game. He threw a pick. He threw a ball right to, I think it was Gilmore. Yeah. And he dropped it, yeah. you know. Uh, aside from that disgusting pitch play where he pitched it right to fucking the defensive lineman coming through. <laughs> No idea what the fuck he was looking at, but you know some of that stuff is going to start to come back a little bit. But yeah, I mean you just can't bank on that kind of stuff. You you can't bank on that stuff happening. And I'm just I'm worried that you get into a, a stage of the the phase of the schedule here where you talked about it: Buffalo twice, Miami, or uh, I'm sorry, Buffalo tomorrow. Then you get Miami, Arizona, Cincinnati twice, Pittsburgh twice, like. And Pittsburgh's decent, but it's a stretch where you can go on a run. 
So something has to start turning around tomorrow. And if it doesn't, then you know. I mean, that's that's basically it. So I talked about salvaging, you know. <laughs> I, I think where the fix really happens is in the off season. You know, whether we go six and ten, seven and nine, eight and eight, whatever. My guess is we land somewhere in in that range. You know, th- th- this team needs to be planning for the off season right now. You know, the first and foremost, the the offensive line needs to be addressed. Trent Williams. His foot was out. That was a fucking sick camera, though. Uh, Trent Williams needs to be brought in. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming he will. We need to draft offensive linemen. I'm assuming we will. The secondary has to be addressed. Uh, safeties. I, look, I think they need to trade Denzel Ward. I, I could not disagree with you more. I think he was hurt that first game. Oh, come he's, on, man. He's, looked, he's, looked, he's always fucking hurt. He looked awesome. He's looked awesome in these last two games. He's looked back to normal. What's my saying? Your what is it? The best ability is availability. The best ability is availability. And he's been available the last two weeks. He got he missed two games his, his rookie year. Two games. I think we should consider trading Denzel Ward. I disagree. That is my take. I, could, I think that I'm, we should keep our good players. And add more good players. Look, when you say it, when you when you make a blanket statement. Sometimes like it's that, that simple. This look, regardless whether we keep Denzel Ward or not, the secondary needs to be addressed. Demarius Randall and Denzel. I not agree. Ward. I wish we wouldn't have drafted Greedy Williams in the second round. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't really wish we wouldn't have traded up to do Greedy it. Greedy Williams is a, is a very good tackler, and he has the opportunity to tackle a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean that he does. And number three, you know, there, there, there's look. Even if they go eight and eight, there's a coaching decision that has to be made. Uh, well, as as who to pick for the replacement? Uh, yeah, I am never you know fire head coach guy, especially after one year. But I'm gonna say this, uh, you know, Freddie Kitchens. It doesn't work. He needs to be fired. It doesn't. So work. so the so the, so let's. I did this on unexp- this. I didn't tell you I was gonna do this. Let's play the let's play the who who's 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 our guy game and that's i was going to you know i brought up Nagy you know you were big on Nagy my guess is Nagy's probably going to get fired uh in Chicago i don't want to say i was big on Nagy well you you liked him he came from the Kansas City organization right yes so he'll probably be high on the list i think i'm just going to throw out some names you don't have to pick one of these. I'm just doing this for reference. I think I think Matt Nagy's going to be on that list. I think Mike McCarthy's going to be on that list. I think Jim Harbaugh potentially could be on that list. I think um, I'm trying to think who else. Who else? I mean, why wouldn't Stefanski be on it? He got two interviews last year. Stefanski, um, uh, DiFilippo. Yeah, he'll be on there. Um, uh, I, that's that's. If we're talking for real, that's my guy. Chris Richard in Dallas, yep. the assistant head coach and, and uh, passing game coordinator. The play caller there, uh, the young kid, Kellen Moore. He's not a head coach. He'll be, that's Freddie fucking Kitchens all over again. I don't again. know that it is. I don't know Jesus that it is. Jesus fucking Christ. But you're right. You know what? You're absolutely right. Here, Adam Gase. You know what? <laughs> Adam Gase will be on the list. You you at one point said you'd be interested in Adam Gase. Last, well, I was wrong. <laughs> Okay. If 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 we've shown anything in this episode is we're wrong. Well, what we know is they're not going to like you said, 
It's Freddie Kitchens all over again with Kellen Moore. Okay, they're not going to go that route with a younger guy that's an offensive. I think you know who they're going to hire. We both know. It's going to be Mike McCarthy. It absolutely is 100%. And you know what? I, to be honest with you, I don't know if boring and like stale and just sort of like a stabilizing, that might not be the worst thing for Okay, us. fine, but... I, you can't, you can't, you just, you have to be able to scheme guys open. And he does none of that. Like Aaron Rodgers, through the last like three, four years, he was the one that was throwing guys open. It was always single coverage. It was two man routes, three man routes. It, you need more, you need more concepts. You need more stuff that okay. actually works. So let's say, let's say we both kind of, if we had to put our money on it, it would be McCarthy. 100%. Who would you want if you could have anybody that's available? I think. We talked about Josh McDaniels will be on that list. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't um, know if he's available necessarily, but I'm not even sure I want him. But no, uh, I'm just he, saying if, on you, that if you could have, um, who who would you pick? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with DiFilippo because you look at what they did with Minshew down there. We did that already once. A former offensive coordinator <laughs> who left. And then we brought him back as our head coach, Rob Chudzinski. <laughs> we tried that once before. I'm still going with it. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, all right. So everyone, you know, and the memes are f the memes or whatever. But, you know, you see a lot of the memes with, with Gardner and Baker. You know, ba Gardner's the, the, the Baker we deserve or whatever. Look. Who got benched? Or he's getting benched look, this week. He's a homeless. Yeah, he's a homeless For the man's, Super Bowl MVP. He's a homeless man's Baker Mayfield. But... <laughs> Why don't you give that? Why don't you give DiFilippo the upgrade? You know, I I don't think the thing is like I want that guy calling the plays. So I I don't necessarily want my head coach calling the plays. Um, that's why I think like I would like to marry him with a McCarthy. Okay, if McCarthy's the guy that's just out there running the team in in like a in like a Mike Tomlin role. You know, where he's not even wearing a fucking headset and sure. he's just letting the coordinators do their just fucking make, job. Just making mean faces on the sidelines. Yes. Yeah. I'm cool with that. But he or, won't do or, that. Or, you know, but he won't do that. You know what? Like, here's, here's, you know what? I'll name it right here. Here's my ideal situation Dave Tube, head coach. Tob. Tob, right? Kansas City. Kansas City special teams yep. coordinator. He's who, my head coach. Who you've, you've, you've talked about him the last couple years. Yeah. Him as my head coach, DiFilippo as my O coordinator. Well, you could get Nagy as your offensive coordinator potentially in that. You could potentially get Nagy as your offensive coordinator in that scenario with Tob as your head coach. Yeah, you could. Um, I prefer DiFilippo. Okay. Uh, you know, put it together, figure out your D coordinator. I mean, let's go. That's it right there for me. Yeah. What I'm going to say is this. Um, Should have hired fucking Bruce Arians and let Freddie just stay the old coordinator. That there's the no way it was going to There work. is no doubt about that. I, I think you and I both agree that Mike McCarthy is probably going to end up being the guy. Uh, you know, our friend, your, your best buddy and one of my good buddies, Pat, is, uh, is a Packers fan. So, you know, he knows firsthand what that relationship is like. And, you know, we've discussed it with him, and he is he doesn't adamant <laughs> adamant that that isn't the way to go. Shout out to Pat. He doesn't love um, it. I, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take a right-hand turn to get back to where I want to go. The Miami Dolphins are trying to lose. And 
their coaching staff and their players have not quit one bit. They continue to coach hard. They continue to play hard. And that's a result of Flores, their head coach, and he falls under the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Look, you can roll your eyes. He Luke just rolled his eyes. I think they heard me roll my eyes. Yeah. I, I'm going to say that if right now, today, this could change. If I had to pick the one person that would be the ideal candidate for me, it would be McDaniels. I think that, you know, he got the Denver coaching job way too young. He hitched his wagon to the <laughs> the wrong horse in Tim Tebow. But they won a he wasn't the coach when they won the playoff game. Uh I think it was I think John Fox was already there. Um, but I, I just I think I think McDaniels is ready for another opportunity. The thing is, is he might not leave there though, because he's, he's not the, leaving. He's the head coach in waiting. Yep. So, but I'm just saying, my my ideal candidate Canton is, guy. huh? Canton guy. Yeah, is, is McDaniels. I mean, I, another guy I've talked about for the Michigan job is uh, Matt Campbell at Iowa State. He's sort of a CEO type. I think he zero could, percent chance they go there. I understand. I this is a wish list. I'm now putting Matt Campbell in the running for my number two as the Browns head coach. (laughs) LSU just running all over Alabama. I'm putting Matt Campbell as my number two in the head coaching search for the for the Browns job because I've I've eliminated him as my number one candidate for the Michigan job. My number one candidate for the Michigan job is now PJ Fleck. Um, (laughs) I want that motherfucker rowing the boat, man. Row that boat in Ann Arbor. Um, But yeah, that's it. I I think, you know, I I don't think there's any doubt that there's going to be a coaching change, regardless of the improvement, because Freddie's not ready. So, Freddie's not ready. Freddie, you're not ready. Um, Baker, you got to get better. Let's get the fuck out of here. That's it. You got anything else? That's it. Hey. The second half of the season starts tomorrow. The Browns are going to beat Buffalo, and we're all going to be happy. 10 and 6. Go Browns. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.